Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. So what? It's Monday morning. It might even be Sunday evening if you're a member of the Iron Final Society because you generally get these early. You, you know, you pay your money, you takes your choice, as they say. Yeah. Never mind. You're here now, and that's the main thing. You might be listening to this six weeks after we put it out, because, you know, the stats suggest that some people are weeks and weeks behind. I was going to say it, right, while I remember. If you are listening to this weeks after we've actually done it, and you're hearing some of the topics we're talking about and things that we're reading emails out about, Mm. and you think, oh, I've got a great email to do with that, still send it in. There's no moratorium on these things. You know, it's it's never-ending. So if you, I know with some of the topics I've forgotten about, and then suddenly we'll get an email, and I think, yeah. oh yeah, I forgot about that one. That was a good one. Yeah. Some I'd rather forget about. Some of the topics we've thrown out in the past that you know I took us down avenues that uh, we were uncomfortable uh, with. I, I think sex, <laughs> sex feels has probably run its course. Let's be fair. But um, yeah, yeah, don't, yeah. We don't hear any more sex sales. But other than that, go for your life. Yeah. Here's feel, a good new one that um, <laughs> happened to me just now because we are recording this on Sunday evening. And I was on my way back from Nando's because uh, it's um, it's my daughter's twelfth birthday today, and Happy birthday, so I've been Sam's doing daughter. that. It's been it's been all all it's an all dayer. We've done all sorts of activities, yeah. Some of which the cunters all like the sound of, but anyway, and one of them being going to Nando's. Obviously, that's a great <laughs> thing to do. And on the way back, I saw a cat um, outside a pub, <laughs> but. <laughs> But it wasn't just like hanging about, right? Yeah. There's a tall table set outside the pub, right, with yeah. stalls at them because it's summer and this pub happens to be right by the river, right? Oh, nice. God. I'm starting to drool. And, <laughs> and the cat was sat at a table on its own <laughs> outside the pub, just curled up on a stall. Well, and I thought, I'm having... It's me to got in to get the drinks. And it was it, that's exactly what it looked like. Because then I <laughs> thought, well, I'm, I'm having a photo of that, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So I go over on the table next to them. There's three fellas. Two are Australian, one's Irish. They're all, they look like they're a few pints in. They're having a chat. And so I go over and take a picture of this cat. And they glance at me as if to say, what, what are you doing, mate? <laughs> I felt like saying... What do you think I'm fucking doing? I'm taking a picture of this cat that is sat on the table next to you that you're paying no attention to. It's like as if this is normal. And the cat looked at me. He gave me this look as if to say, what's your fucking problem, cunt? <laughs> Never seen a fucking cat out on a warm summer's evening having a fucking pint by the river. Go on, fuck off. I've got a photo. I'll stick it on the Instagram. It's well, sensational. I, I can add to that. I was out with the dog a couple of nights mm. ago for our mid-evening stroll and there yeah. just sat in the middle of the pavement is a frog 
and a, oh. de- a decent sized frog as well, not just like a mini yeah. frog, proper frog. Mm. So I leaned in slowly, take a picture yeah. of it because that's what you do these days. And it yeah. looked up at me and it gave me a look as if to say, What the fuck are you looking at, pal? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly the same. What'd you, what'd you find? What, 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 you never seen a fucking frog in the middle of the road yeah. before? You can't. Well, it's on, my, it's on my Instagram, so if you want to screen grab it or whatever, I'm sticking it on the time machine. Because I have the login for the time machine what? Instagram. One night... Oh, haven't you? Oh, sorry, no. I'll give you that. Okay. One night, I saw a... Uh, there was a frog. It was really rainy outside, and there was a frog in the hallway of my old house. And it was sat inside... I don't know why there was a, top, a Tupperware box sat in the hallway, <laughs> the type that you get your curry in, you know. Mm-hmm. And and then you clean out and keep in the in the Tupperware cupboard, right? But this one had found its way to the hallway, and inside of it was a large frog, a frog so large it was verging on toad. Right. Still don't know to this day how the fuck it got in there, whether it came from the letterbox or what. But Donkey when it's frog. rainy, they they just come from they just come from everywhere. It's a bit like you know in ET when they when he sets all the frogs free. Yeah. So there you go, frog there watch are. there. Any any cats outside pubs or unexpected frogs, yeah. you know how to get in touch. Anything like that. Through yeah. the Twitter, which is at TF Time Machine. I'm just looking through the tweet, actually. And uh, Justin180676 described us yesterday as hit and miss. So thanks for that. Um, hit and miss? <laughs> <laughs> he's, re- he's recommended it to someone and describes it as, <laughs> describes it as hit and miss. But... No, and then he qualifies it with hit and miss, but generally it's very funny. You can't be both. <laughs> Come on. Ah. Fucking cunt. Well, I can't deny that this is a hit and miss <laughs> podcast. I mean, <laughs> there's no way it's all hits. But if it was all hits, it wouldn't have the same charm, would it now? Yeah, we wouldn't do those occasional episodes where we put them out and afterwards think, why did we do that? Yeah, I'm not not going to sit here and say, I'm not going to sit here and try and claim that everything on this podcast is fucking gold. It's It's not. Let's be honest with ourselves. It's not banger after banger after banger, is it? Let's face it. It's not real. I don't feel that we're going for that either. Sometimes we stumble across a thought or an idea that is funny, like Jeff Capes at Davos. And the rest of the time, it's just, you know... I mean, like I say, I've been with 12-year-olds doing a party all day. And, you know, to be honest, I was like, well, <laughs> I'll speak to Andy now for a bit of respite. Yeah. And that's all that's happening here, if I'm honest. I'm just um, changing old bio on Twitter right now to... Um, hit and miss. A bit yeah. hit and miss, but generally it's very funny. <laughs> hey, um, Len's been looking at... Len is part of our Super 6 league. Look out is for he? him. His name He's is... on there as well. Okay. Uh, Lenny Jaguar, because... I don't know, he's got a fixation with Jaguars at the moment. So he's on there. He didn't do well in the first week, nor did I. You're above both of us, we've noticed. Result um, spots above me. Yeah, but, you know, like I kept saying last year, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I can't remember who's top. Some fella got 14 points, which is weird. Some fella um, predicted, correctly predicted two results. And one of them yeah. was 3-2 to Wigan. Insider knowledge, I reckon, or he's, he's rigged Spooky it somewhere. stuff. I don't... Yeah, it seems a bit Millwall to me. Yeah. Um, anyway, Len is looking ahead a great deal to the Earth Tournament uh, final, which is coming up in a few weeks' time. He's been talking that up a lot. Um, just quickly, do you remember the goalkeeper, the only fitness doubt when we qualified for the, the final was the that goalkeeper? The fellow with diarrhoea. 
he had diarrhea and we yeah. thought it was a six-weeker. Do you remember? Yeah. I said, he said, yeah, it's, uh, they'll be going out to Mexico in a couple of weeks just to reacclimatize. But he right? got over and it, I, didn't he? He got, he got over the diarrhea within like a few days. This is um, how Len described it. When I'd forgotten that, you remember it, but I asked Len, how's the keeper <laughs> with the diarrhea? And he told me and I thought, this is a turn of phrase that will appeal to Andy Dawson because he said, <laughs> it healed. And I said, sorry? And he went, the diarrhea, it healed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Doctor, how long will it be before my diarrhea heals? <laughs> anyway, Len, we've been up the uh, Liquid Leisure just outside Windsor today, which right. is one of those total wipeout inflatable oh, uh, salt courses really? on the water. It is probably the best fun you can do i didn't I mean, even know up, they were a thing fuck yeah I, we went to one last summer uh in the cotswolds but this one's even better this is the one where they actually have ninja warrior right and it's where they film it and they but they have all there's a ninja warrior course and there's a couple of others we didn't go on the ninja warrior one but it, it's fucking great mate i mean it's just it's the best fun it's up there with being on the coins in terms of fun oh, right man um, it was great. Starved so, of that kind of fun in the north. You don't have Jesus. that. Well, next nah. time you're down, next time you're down, we'll record a pod and then me and you will go there. Yeah, if, or, um, or if we can get some more subscribers, I might even open one myself up here. Twenty-five minutes from Waterloo, mate. I mean, Jesus. come on. I've been anyway. To, go on, I'll tell you what I've been uh, later on. On the way, because um, it was it was my daughter's birthday, so she, we took her and, and a few of her mates, and then Len came as well. Len was wearing, I noticed on the way from the station to uh, Liquid Leisure, mm. Len was wearing a lanyard round his neck. <laughs> um, and inside it was a card that he had made <laughs> with a name and he'd drawn a picture of himself. And I said, what's this? Is this, is this, he, hang on, is this self-accreditation? Self-accreditation. <laughs> he said, I've made this ID so I can pretend that I work at Liquid Leisure as a lifeguard. Okay. And I was thinking, there's no way they're going to fall for this, mate. Right. <laughs> and he's like, that way I can get free stuff. And I was like, fine. And I was like, is that specifically what you have that lanyard for? He goes, no, I've got a load of different um, IDs and I swap them depending on what's going on. on and I said, so this is this is your lifeguard one. And he's like, really normally went, yeah, I've got different identities depending on what I am doing at the time. If I want to, if I want to stay secretive. And I said, what are the identities you have? And he said, I have, let's see here, one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five. Five separate identities, five cards that I swap in and out of this lanyard, right? <laughs> what are they? He's gone. The first is Latouse. He is a French murderer. Right. Yeah, of course he is. The second is Elderflower Lover. He is from Canada. <laughs> Fucking hell. I said, well, what's he? He said, what do you mean? I said, well, Latouse is a French murderer. What's Elderflower Lover? He said, he's an Elderflower Lover. It's like, fine. Idiot. Of course he is. Naduke is a Portuguese billionaire. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Nadis is a Moroccan spy. <laughs> and Yiguana is a Paraguayan businessman. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I was like, bloody hell. 
How long have you had all these identities on the go? He goes, oh, I have them for when we're travelling abroad. You never know. And then he said, have you noticed anything about these names if you put them all together? And I said, no. And he rolled his eyes. Latouse, L. Elderflower lover, E. Naduke, N. Nadise, N. Iguana, Y. What does it spell? Lenny. It's an acronym. (laughs) TTFN, dickhead. That, Dad, is why I am an international man of mystery and you are a dozy prick. DTFN. I mean, you know, I've I've said this before. Len is going to go on and do incredible things in his life. Uh, that, that's guaranteed. Is it possible to invest in him already? Like, can he... Is is there a Len PLC that can be floated on, on the stock exchange that we can, we can get on board and invest in him now? I tell you what, right? He's, he's, you know, I can't remember if I told you this, but you know, he's demanded to see the analytics on the, you know, the Latvians, right? Yeah. With the uh, Earth Tournament T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. He's demanded cool. to see the analytics on our website to see specifically how many T-shirts we've has, been selling has, and at what margin of that particular item, because he obviously wants a cut. Has he? he to, I mean, has he, he has to see them. Has he has to see them, or has this Portuguese businessman has to see them? Yeah, I I received a letter from a man called Naduke, who resides in Lisbon, an office address in Lisbon. Um, Senor Naduke. And it it seemed pretty legit, and I was intimidated (laughs) by it. Yeah. So, yeah. Shit. Some other stuff. I don't know if you've seen, obviously it was the Charity Shield, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. And... uh, and I don't know if you've seen, there's a horrible bit of footage going around of um, a, a fracas, some fisticuffs. <sighs> I've seen that, yeah. Between yeah, Manchester City and Liverpool fans on the tube. Quite middle aged men. Yeah, yeah, just grown men, fathers, yeah. grandfathers, some of them. Yeah. And they're having this really pathetic, horrible fight. Anyway, it got shared around on my <clears throat> West Ham fan um, WhatsApp group. Right, and we got to talking about how we would have diffused the situation <laughs> had we been bystanders. Yeah, on the train with you being Londoners, good... obviously, and you know locals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's our it's our tube, right? Your patch, yeah, of course. And it's and we do not, and we don't need this kind of nonsense going on, right? Because it's not nice. Um, someone suggested that they would have just said, "Stop it." Mm. Right. Um, Stop it now. Maybe blow a whistle, yeah. perhaps something like that. A, a, another man, another one of the, the hammers has said, I would have shouted, hey, be nice. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the clip, you have to see the clip <laughs> to sort of appreciate the context of these things. Yeah. Um, I, I said, I would have shouted, hey, pack it in. Yeah. Pack it in's a good yeah. one, isn't it? Yeah. Whoa. It's a good dad phrase, that. Whoa, Whoa. everyone. Hey, p- pack that in, mm-hmm. right? Um, then I remember how my Uncle Arthur used to always say, simmer down. Good one. Simmer down. Good when one. When we were becoming boisterous, you'd say, simmer down, um, which made my mate Nev say he would have broke, he's a reggae fan, and he would have broken into a chorus of simmer down, come cool your temper and done a dance. <laughs> I think that would have been effective on on the Scouse and Mank hooligans. They could um, have played that across. The, was, is there not a PA system they could have played that over? Yeah, 
Exactly. And that also would have been a really nice reflection of the uh, great melting pot, multicultural city yeah. that London really is. Yeah. Um, right, here's another one. Uh, Pete has said to... It's another one on, on my West Ham group that he had an uncle used to say, Oi, you lot, turn it in. Stop skylarking about. Nice. <laughs> What is skylarking, mate? Um, It's a good one, though, isn't it? It's people skylarking. Anyway, this is the best one, right? Um, He then said, Pete, same bloke, Pete Burton, and I I happen to know his son's a uh, loyal listener to the podcast, so uh, he'll appreciate this. He said, a little off subject, but that remark about, oh, yeah, someone said that he used to say, oh, yeah, someone else contributed that his dad used to say, I'll knock your bloody head off for that, right? <laughs> um, he said, but it never had the desired effect because we'd all just piss ourselves when he said it. I mean, decapitation because I put my elbows on the table. Bit harsh. What? Oi, I'll knock your bloody head off. Well, this is this <laughs> is what... Fucking hell. This, down, mate. this got mentioned on, on Mince recently. I think it might have been on the Parsnips one, the subscription one. And uh, one that was, that was popular when I was a kid was, I'll take the side of your face off. Oh fucking yeah, hell. yeah, brutal, eh? Never happened. That is, but that's that sounds worse than knock your block off in a way it? because it sounds yeah yeah brutal but effective. I've um, never had the tick the side of your face taken off, so whatever I was no, doing, it sounds what it I sounds worse it. than having your your head not cleaned off. Yeah. Anyway, Pete said, uh, "Knocking your block off remind me of someone who said to me, I think when he was at school, did you hear about that bloke who was at a Black Sabbath gig?" He was headbanging so hard, his head fell off. <laughs> That's very good. It's very good. It's a great from, playground lie, from, isn't it? Yeah. I've anyway, probably used on Radio 4 since. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was going to mention where I'd been today. And it was... Uh, yeah. I'd been to Tockworth in North Yorkshire to do... Right. Uh, uh, a fast cars experience day. One of them things right. where you get to drive fast car around a track really fast. Oh, fucking hell. But you only get to go as fast as the instructor tells you to go that sits in the car with you. And it wasn't oh. even me that was in the car. It was me boy, me 11-year-old. Uh, what, got, the 11-year-old's allowed to drive the, the car? Yeah, it's on private ground, isn't it? Anyone can drive a car. Two-year-old can drive Did a car on private ground. Did he have on his feet like in yeah. Temple of Doom? Yeah, he like had the bricks. Like we were talking about the, the other bricks day. on his feet. No, it was, right. it was modified. It was, it was a Porsche, um, what do you call it? Porsche Boxster, is it? Yeah. One of them? Yeah, he drove Fuck one of them round. Six laps, six miles he drove it. How fast did he get to? Well, I think he was doing about 35 at one point, 40 maybe. <laughs> Dead exciting. Back but he had to, dri- he had to drive these... I'd love to ha- do that, mate. He had to drive these hazard lights on because he was a junior. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was really good. But the most exciting part was um, someone was driving... I can't remember what it was. I can't remember what kind of car it was. I'm not good with types of cars. But uh, they were about to go around a bend and a fucking mm. wheel flew off their car and bounced right across the side of the track. No, and then a whole bounced, wheel. An entire wheel came off and bounced over the perimeter bit next to where people were sitting, watching the cars go oh, round and round. That, could have taken, that really could have taken the side of someone's face off. It could have took off. the side of someone's face off, exactly. So, uh, yeah, that was the most exciting part about that. So Jesus, um, that doesn't sound safe at all. They shouldn't have had a car with a wheel no, that was that I, loose. No, I don't think they should. I think they should probably not do that sort of thing. 
Um, I don't know whether it's advertised in the small print that at some point in the day, a wheel will fly off your car. <laughs> um, I mean... If they advertise that, I'll be. Uh, I admit, it might have made me more keen to go. Yeah, or maybe it's I'd just like you... to know in advance. Yeah, maybe it's an extra service you can pay for in advance. You know, I pay yeah. extra fifteen quid for one of the wheels to come off when I'm going around the bend. But uh, it, it ground everything to a halt for twenty minutes while they sorted it out. But that was that was pretty good. But yeah, you can drive. There's, there's Porsche, Boxster. There's uh, there's all sorts. There's kit from Night Rider, you can drive that round you can drive the Starsky and Hutch car, you can drive um, the Dukes of Hazard car, not no. so good in, in this day and age, you know, different times but and all that. But did they have it so you could climb in through the window? I don't know, I didn't see anyone driving it, I don't think anybody right. booked it but yeah. this, this thing, it's on, it's one of these things you get on Groupon and it probably cost about 75 quid altogether for the whole thing, including the damage yeah. waiver and um, loads of fun so we'll go up there and do a podcast there, yeah? I'm fucking dead up for that, yeah. Dead <laughs> up for it. Did you say it was in North Yorkshire? There's a few of them all over the place. The place It's called Car Chase Heroes. I'm naming them. We've had... I'm not shaming we've them, had, even though a wheel fell off, but, you know. All right, yeah, they can fucking... Hang on. Car Chase Heroes, they can sponsor it. Yeah. They're all over. Number yeah, there's one York, one near Hull, one near Liverpool. Scouts Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. Someone on the Twitter said claims that North Yorkshire is the home of coining. That's a bold claim, isn't it? Oh, what? I don't know where they get that from. I mean, from. I don't, I'm not saying it's n- not. I don't know. But you can't just trot that out as if it's received wisdom. I hope no. I get a mention. This is from Chris Stockhill. He says, hope I get a mention Sunday night, Monday morning pod, keeping coining alive in the north of England. I'm from the home of coining, North Yorkshire. But Lancashire has some great coining emporiums. Well, I wouldn't know. I haven't coined in either of those great counties. Mm. I've uh, done the vast majority of my coining on the Isle of Wight. To me, that's the home of coining. I mean, you know, the Isle of Wight is full of bloody beach resorts. It's like one big beach. You've got more coining machines you know what to do with. I think coining is is where the heart is, basically. It's wherever you are. Wherever you lay your coins, that's your home. Yes, like like Paul Young Young sung. Yeah. Yeah. So, thank. I mean, there's been so many coining tweets, more than the dis and dats. Summer came along, and, you know, obviously we weren't quite sure about what would fill the podcast hours <laughs> no, exactly. during the summer months. And at first it was Earth Tournament, but I thought 
it would probably be uh, this and that in. And we have had some great this and that in, but coi- the, the coining, the way in which people are documenting their coining experiences across the summer, well, it's the biggest craze. Like It's like how snoo- snooker got in the 80s, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. When Pop Black was on and it took off. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what it is. There's, exactly. a, there's even been a picture sent in earlier on of someone, uh, and he, said, he took a picture of his wife, and she appears to be breastfeeding while coining. Have you seen that one? Well, that's commitment. I haven't seen that. You might have deleted it since, or I might have imagined that. I think she's got every right to do that, by the way, as a woman. Um, oh, yeah, of course. I'm she, not, it's, she, yeah. I know. I'm not saying that you don't think that. I just want to go on record yeah. and say that a woman should have the right to breastfeed whenever and wherever she wants yeah, without risk of being titty-shamed. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what because it is. Because we've yeah. had enough of that titty-shaming. It was... Um, uh, BRWFC Tom and it's t- t- picture taken in Sandy Bay and it just says motherhood coining and it's a picture of well I, I just hope it's his own wife or girlfriend I hope it's not some kind of um, creep shot that he's took I better uh, <laughs> better delete that from the podcast yeah uh, just talking of um, <laughs> this and that Stu Pendleton has sent a great dis and that sign from Napoli train station. Did you see this? I haven't seen it, though. At Napoli train station, which must be one of the global capitals of dis and dattery. <laughs> I think it, so, there's yeah. A, there's a door to, like, I don't know, station master's office <laughs> and really badly taped to the door using some of that brown masking tape, you know the sort. Yeah. Uh, the brown stuff a really tatty sign that says in Italian torno subito with an excitement point as Double K would say at the end <laughs> then underneath they've gone to the trouble of writing English translation which reads out for a while <laughs> eh, yeah. yeah out for a while exclamation mark not a back in 10 minutes or anything like that out, out for, for a, a while. while what's a while eh don't Whatever. worry English a while a while could mean anything. You got to be ready for anything. Yeah, not long, not long, but not quick. Somewhere in the middle, a while. <laughs> you don't even know when I put this sign up. I could have put <laughs> it up yesterday. You just don't know. <laughs> Relax, sit down. It's hot. The sun's shining. Before the <laughs> train will be along soon enough. Before we go, <laughs> you yeah. said that you were going to tell me about your father-in-law's rig in Budapest. Oh can't believe I brought my father-in-law up more because he's a heroic and fascinating character. He lives in Budapest, right? Has he not made you sign a, a non-disclosure agreement like Paul Hollywood with his girlfriend? Have you seen that? Oh, my God. Yeah, I saw well, it was on the front Paul cover Hollywood, of the Sunday Mirror his, or, or his Sun or His girlfriend has dumped him because he tried to get her to sign a non-disclosure agreement about their, their relationship. His girlfriend, who is 24, and Paul I Hollywood know. is 53. Not that yeah, we're judging anyone. Say, yeah, sign this, right, because I don't want anyone knowing. I know he's a scouser, isn't he? Yeah. Sign this, because I don't want anyone knowing about my scouse cake recipes, because that's <laughs> scouse cake in that is, and that's special. The only, you know, we don't like it going outside of the scouse family, <laughs> the way in which we make our cakes in Liverpool. They're the best cakes in the whole world. Is he not right? a bread man, though? He's a bread man, Hollywood. Oh, yeah, because Berry was the cakes. Berry was the cake. See that? the bread, cheesy bread, fella. See that bread there, right? That's scouse bread, right? 
And if you're going to be hanging around my gaff like, because we've been having it off, you know, <laughs> you might see me cooking bre- it bread. In, in all the positions. In all the different positions, you know, all the best scouse positions. E- even during the day. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm an amazing during the day, in the morning, <laughs> even before you cleaned your teeth. In the bathroom. <laughs> me, up me, against w- the wall. Me, me sitting on the bog and you sitting on top. <laughs> <laughs> me killing one out. Because I'm a modern man. <laughs> all I these might, things, I, they're I all might be perfectly 53. natural. I might be 53, but I can still do the young sex. <laughs> now, don't fucking tell anyone. Sign this. <laughs> Sign this before we do it. Right. And when we're done and all, if you hear me, if you hear a commotion in the kitchen, that's probably because I'm knocking up some buns to celebrate all the sex we've been having, right? And don't be fucking spying and looking at the amount of flour I put in each bit, you know, because that's my business. Yeah, that's my scouse buns. He thinks he probably thinks she's going to launch a, um, a range of bread products called Hollywood's X. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've never, I've never, not. I've never watched the Bake Off, right? No, but I've, I've seen him. I've become aware of him from afar. Yeah, and I've never felt comfortable about exactly, him. exactly. There's there was, something about him, isn't there? I, uh, I tweeted something about it earlier on about him being a wrong and basically, um, mm. you know, it's not a surprise. And I got a reply from my pal Marie, who used to be mm. in Kinnicky. Remember Kinnicky? With Lauren Laverne? Yeah, Marie was in Kinnicky. Yeah. And she said, uh, we made a family decision in Sainsbury's not to buy his part-baked multi-seed baps as, so as not to encourage toxic masculinity. It was the right call. <laughs> <laughs> That's my part-baked. Part-baked. <laughs> multi-seed loaf, if you know what I mean, ladies. Do you want to know what the special ingredient is? It's my toxic masculinity. Put a big dollop of toxic masculinity in there. If you can't find toxic masculinity, just put in normal masculinity, but it's not as good as the toxic you stuff. Can you get some of the non toxic stuff. It's like plasticine you can buy it out for the kiddies. It's non toxic. <laughs> but it doesn't taste as good. That's the thing about it. <laughs> There's a face on a danger to my masculinity, you know. I can see us returning to Paul Hollywood repeatedly, seeing as we haven't actually signed an end of year with him yet. No. <laughs> I've heard about these two couple of clowns doing a fucking podcast called it's, fucking, I don't know, Time Machine Fuckface or something. Couple of fucking, anyway, they've been fucking middle-aged about, cunts. Uh, couple of fucking idiots having a breakdown. On a podcast, I, I don't know what their game is, Fuck but they've been talking about me, right? And they've been doing impressions as well. And I want to know why neither of them have had to sign NDAs yet. <laughs> I thought you were going to get everyone. This is him talking to his PA. You were going to get everyone in the media, like, to sign NDAs about me. <laughs> Fucking hell, nothing uh, to say My here. father-in-law yes. lives in Budapest. And yeah. he's, a, he's a Hungarian. He was chapped out because he tried to shoot up the Red Army in 1956 when they had a student uprising. And uh, 
chucked the, um, out of where? Hungary. Hungary. He got and chucked he, out, yeah. And he he's had gone to back. do one. He had to give it a TTFN, dickheads, in 1956, <laughs> after their failed uprising against the, the Red Army. And then he came here, got married, had, you know, had an English family, then then did another, what's called a reverse TTFN. <laughs> and the, went, fa- the family became a bit too much, so we went back to uh, Oh, fuck me. I thought we were this. all right coming over here, fucking England, you know. What were the benefit system, <laughs> NHS, all that? Fucking free lovely. car, free mobile phone, all of that. Free house. Fucking everything, right? But I tell you what, in the end, you fucking, once you, the women here, they've got so many ideas above their fucking station, right? In the end, you're fucking craving going back to living under the yoke of Stalinism. They keep, they keep saying I'm, they keep saying I'm riddled with toxic masculinity. What's that all about? I'll, I'm like, listen, fine. I'll, fu- I'll fuck off back to Hungary, thank you very much. They might not have an NHS, but I can be as toxic and masculine as I fucking want. Oh. I'll just kick the phone off. Jesus. He's got a rig out there in Budapest that is yeah. unbelievable, right? Um, he's He's got, like, this really nice apartment with these, like, chairs that go all the way back that are just positioned. You know, like some people have their rigs in their front rooms with concessions to taste, like people who pretend that their relaxed time doesn't revolve entirely around watching TV. Yeah. Right? And it's sort of like, it's what I call a middle-class rig, right? (laughs) Where you go, yes, we have a television, but it's not the centrepiece of the room. It's got a towel over it. And, And you go... Why not, dickhead? <laughs> it's the best thing. It's the best invention of the 20th century. What's the point of having a rig if there's no if the TV isn't the fucking centrepiece of it? <laughs> it's not a rig right? or a telly. Exactly. Unless, 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 unless it's a widow's rig. Some respect, please. <laughs> oh, yeah, widow's rig doesn't have a... T- well, most widow's rigs do because they love watching, you know, Midsummer oh, Murders. And, oh, yeah. Not in my day. <laughs> no, anyway. they'd have a radio back anyway, then. Let's, let's not quibble. Let's not get into widow's rigs again. <laughs> Although you are still welcome to send in any photographs you have of widow's rigs. Yeah, Only drawings. if you've been given consent by the widow, though. I don't want you breaking into widow's houses to take pictures of their rigs. No. Anyway, we don't want he's wid- got the wid- lot. We don't want any widow creep shots. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, like, in summary, what we're saying is, yes, we are interested in local widows in your area, right? We're interested in the lifestyles of widows, right? (laughs) We're not going to lie about that, but we don't want to creep about, right, and and sort of get details against their will. Yeah. We just, if they want to come forward and tell us about their rigs, or if you know a widow and she's given you consent to tell us... Or you are a widow. I don't know how many yeah, widows listen to if, this podcast. If you are a widow and you'd like me to visit your rig, then uh, it, it could be negotiated. Let's just say that. Andy Dawson, widow's rig visits. <laughs> Can I get on the phone to Dave? This feels like for a 13 quid series. For 50 quid, Andy Dawson <laughs> of Top Flight Time Machine and Athletico Mints will visit your Are You a Widow? with a rig that you are particularly proud of or a, a, a rig that you think requires improvement and, and can take it up. would benefit from an expert's eye. <laughs> <laughs> I will visit your rig, examine it, and give you my expert feedback. 
<laughs> 50 quid plus VAT. Yeah. Uh, he's, got, he's got all this stuff. I mean, I'll cut to the chase. We haven't got long left, but he's got uh, upstairs, he's got a separate rig, a side right. rig, which has in it rowing machine, obviously, <laughs> exercise bike. Yes. Boxes and boxes and boxes of cassettes. Yeah. And like C90s and C60s and floppy disks. Nobody knows why, but he's got fucking tons of them. Like the Holocaust is coming. Shit. He stockpiles everything. He's one of these blokes that if you're in Hungary, because obviously we visit Hungary semi-regular and go, oh, I quite like that. He goes, do you like that? Like I'll give you some Hungarian food or drink or something. Mm -hmm. And you go, yeah, it's nice. And if you express any enthusiasm at all, next time he comes over, he will bring you like cash and carry amounts of it. (laughs) So like, I've got about 500 packets of fucking Hungarian salami that's made of fuck knows what. Fucking badger, probably. (laughs) Right, badger salami. Right, because my daughter once expressed a mild liking for this particular salami. But he stockpiles everything. I think that's because he was a refugee. And he yeah. was alive during the war and stuff, yeah, yeah, so he stopped positive. So when he comes to England, which he does regularly, he buys all of the products because he lived here for a large part of his adult life. There's certain things he got used to, and he brings them back on mass to Hungary and puts them inside his rig. Right, <laughs> uh, one of the things he brings back on mass, like loads of them, right, <laughs> is red Leicester cheese, right, <laughs> which, which. Is like the the shittest cheese. It's like cheddar, but without the flavour. It's well, I don't know. I quite like Red Leicester, but how's he storing it? Is he freezing it when he takes it back? He puts it all in. He's got. I think he's got a, a main fridge in his kitchen, and then he's one of these guys who's got a private fridge in his rig. Yeah, which he which he keeps. I think beers and Red Leicester in. Um. That's he, not a healthy diet. He's one of these guys like the Fonz. I don't know if you ever saw the episode of Happy Days where they're in Fon- in Fonzie's apartment and in that you get a glimpse inside of his wardrobe and all it is is a row of about 50 identical leather jackets, 50 <laughs> yeah. identical white t-shirts and 50 yeah. identical pair of blue jeans, right? Yeah. Well, my father-in-law, he has M&S jeans, fine, comfortable. Um... He wears slides, and he wore them before any of the kids. You know, now everyone wears these slides, Adidas yeah, slides yeah. and stuff, and they've become fashionable in the Premier League players room. He's been wearing them for years with socks, years before all the kids here started yeah. wearing them, right? Trendsetter. Uh, but, but the other thing he always wears is a flak jacket, <laughs> always in a flak jacket. <laughs> and when he comes to England, he goes to Army Surplus, and he'll buy, like, ten identical <laughs> flat jackets because he wears them all time in all temperatures because he needs them for the various things he carries with him but my favorite thing that he stockpiles and keeps in his rig right yeah and apparently he's been buying this in bulk for over 30 years (laughs) is boots own brand freshwood aftershave (laughs) $2.99 a bottle $2.99 a bottle right and he loves it. He wears it every day. It's a subtle scent, which is what he likes about it. Yeah. And when he comes over to England, he'll buy 10 bottles, right? Yeah. And then bring them back. And and they're all like piled up on shelves in his rig. When you go in there, there's bottles and bottles and bottles of own brand, fresh wood, boots own um, 
aftershave. So well, I, I don't know. I just like that. I like a, sto- I love a, it. a heavily stockpiled rig. I love it. I would say... Unfortunately, like- I looked on online to check on Freshwood aftershave to check the price because mm. I wanted to outline it to you all. And some bad news is, is that it's been discontinued Fuck. quite recently. But he's he's 81. Right. Uh, he's, he's in pretty good health, actually. I reckon he's got at least another 10 years. Right. In him, uh, whether or not he stockpiled enough fresh wood aftershave Shit. to last for ten years, considering that he's a daily wearer of it, yeah, uncl- unclear. Um, but of course, there'll be other people in the world who like Boots Own Brown Freshwood aftershave, and if he's got enough of it, he could be in a situation to make himself a lot of money here, yeah. Because if they've discontinued, but there remains a market for it, a niche market. Prices are going to fucking spike, aren't they? It's and he's going to cash in. It's about how much kind of um, mental strength he's got, whether he wants to be the man who seeks it out and buys it all up, bankrupting himself in the process, or whether he wants to be the fellow that sell, makes that life change and sells off the surplus stock that he's got and retires, it, it, you know, a rich You know man. what I'd do if I was him? And it, I would put, he's probably up there now. He's probably set up a lab like in Breaking Bad. <laughs> he's re- reverse engineering it. He's fucking. So he's it. opening it up. He's watering it down, putting it, siphoning it back into the bottles, yeah. but watered down so he can stretch. Let's say each bottle can be stretched to four bottles. Yeah. See what I mean? Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, he should do that. He'll I mean, have his, I- he's got a young part of his Hungarian rig when he did the reverse TTFN was obviously. He'd he'd got a younger woman out in right. Hungary, yeah, and sh- she's very much part of the new rig, yeah. <laughs> she does loads of things, like one time we'd gone down the hill to visit her mum, <laughs> and when we were going back up the hill to his place, he realised that we might be late for a local massage that he had booked for us, <laughs> which is a fucking another story, one of the weirdest things that I've ever experienced, but I'll tell that another week. Okay. And he realised we were going to be late, and he was very specific about the fact that this, was, this, sort of, this wasn't in a normal spa, this was someone's house you just went round to, yeah. and she massaged you, right? Right, freelance and, massager. Um, he'd set it all up. And he was very specific that we had to bring our own towels. That's what he kept saying. You must bring your own towels. Right. <laughs> and he realised because we were running late up the hill to his from his mother-in-law's house. His mother-in-law. I mean, he's 81. His wife's probably about 60. I think the mother-in-law's about 200 or something. But that's hungry for you. And he realised that we might not be in time to collect the towels and get a taxi up to the massage house in time. So he barked some instructions at his wife, who is about 60, in Hungarian. (laughs) And she suddenly, no lie, she's grey-haired, right? Yeah. She broke into a run up this really (laughs) steep hill. And I went, fucking hell, where's she gone? And he goes, she is going ahead. And I said, why? To prepare the towels. <laughs> and I went, we can get our own towels when we get out there. He went, no, no, it will waste time for us to go in house, get the towels, come back out, get in car. Don't worry, she's fine. <laughs> He's fucking pegging it up this fucking hill. I can't tell you how steep the fucking hill was. I mean, she was running like someone had shot a fucking pistol behind her. <laughs> so, you know, you got to hand it to the fella. 
Yes, toxic masculinity. Yeah. But he's got, got a hell of a rig. I've he's got, got all the freshwood aftershave he can fucking need. For he's now. got a wife running up hills for him. He's got cassettes. He's got lazy boys, and he's got enough like he's got enough flat jackets to wear a fresh one every day of the month. He's he's found a look that works for him. He's eighty one, <laughs> and he's sticking to it. And why not? Good luck to him. Yeah. One question: Has he made the, the younger woman sign an NDA yet? <laughs> Almost definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and there we must leave it yeah. for this episode um, thanks for listening we'll be back on Tuesday with a, a mailbag delve so get some emails yeah. sent in we'll read them out TTFN dickheads ta Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.